as you know, we talk a lot about financial independence, building revenue streams, and buying yourself more income. Wanted to give our listeners a special opportunity to potentially add a different revenue stream for themselves and into their portfolio. Tune into episode 110 to hear Corey and I peel back a couple layers on something that we're investing in currently at the moment. Just gives you a snapshot of where we are in our journey and gives you the opportunity to invest as well. This specific opportunity is to invest in a YouTube content monetization channel. And we go through every single step of the way, how we got involved and all the ins and outs of it. If you're interested, after listening to the episode, feel free to drop us a DM. We're happy to answer any questions that you have and we'll point you in the right direction. Welcome to the Weekly Juice Podcast, where we discuss all things real estate, personal finance, investing, entrepreneurship, and the many ways to achieve financial independence. We interview accomplished investors and entrepreneurs with the goal that their stories inspire you to take control of your financial future. Here to get your creative juices flowing while also documenting their own personal investing journeys are your hosts, Corey Jacobson. And Ryan Bevilacqua. Welcome back to the Weekly Juice Podcast. As always, it's your boys, Ryan, Corey, and the Action Academy Podcast, Brian Lubin, because we are throwing a hybrid episode for you guys today, baby. Welcome to Almost 2023. Oh man, we're so excited for this. So uh, yeah, everybody listening, we are doing a little combo episode here today, bringing back Brian on the show. He's been doing some incredible things. So we're going to chat a little bit about 2023 goals, recap on 2022, and just riff back and forth, talk about what's going on in our world. So um, we'll start out, Brian, we'll ask you, give us a little recap on your uh, your escapades that you've been traveling the world for a bunch of months here and just want to catch up with you and see what's been going good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah. For people that don't know you, Brian, just give us a little, give everyone a little background. You were on, uh, I can look up the exact episode probably like two or three months ago with us on our podcast. I know this is going to be on both, but give people a little background on you quick and then jump into to what's oh, been going on with you. Oh man. It was more than two or three months ago. We, we, we hopped on before I even left for the trip. So oh, I don't right. even know when we aired it. I think it was like seven months ago, man. That's how time goes. But uh, yeah, so Brian, uh, Brian Lubin, corporate America guy, left that, uh, made it my entire identity, <laughs> leaving, leaving the corporate job. Um, so I help people go from captive income, which is W-2, to passive income, which is investment income on top of your W-2, to passionate income, which is doing what you love full time for uh, money. And you're combining your profit and your passion together. So that's me. Um, so I quit that W-2, hopped on a one-way flight. Traveled to Greece, July 6th. Um, I was in the uh, islands of Greece for the entire month of July. August, I went to Barcelona, went around Europe. Um, I went to about 16 different countries in total over about five and a half months. Parked in Brazil for a couple of months. Came back home in November. And now I am, as we're recording this, this is su- Sunday. Just so y'all know that we're... Um, addicted to the game and we're addicted to giving you guys value. We're here on a Sunday. I fly out next Friday to Singapore for a week and a half. And then I moved to Austin, Texas so as I'm in the process of building a media company. So that is me. Pretty normal average year over here. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, super average dude. Yeah, That's why we're talking to you. dude. So a lot of things here, you left your dip. I want to talk about this too, because you, you went fast through this whole thing, but you're at your W2 job, making over six figures, multiple six figures. You decided to to quit that, to go kind of 
explore the world, if you will, right? Start your media company, start Action Academy podcast. You're also invested into real estate, which is allowing you to do all these things. Mm -hmm. So young guy, just turned 28, just like all a quick little recap, all in on you. But let's talk about how you got to be able to go travel the world like that. Just give us like a quick, you know, step-by-step ladder. It's like, how did you build your portfolio and, and allow you to pay yourself to say, hey, I'm done with the W-2. And to be able to, like you just mentioned, a, a beautiful bunch of places that you traveled. People probably never yeah. been, even dreamed of going there. So talk us through that and like how they could potentially do it themselves. For sure. So I would say if they want like an in-depth, like, um, like dissection of all of that, they can go check out our previous episode on Weekly Juice. Uh, it was awesome. It was one of the favorite podcasts that I've ever done. The name it was, is... uh, just so you know, it was uh, episode 112. It was, it was back in June, released on June 8th. So there you go. Yep. 112. Yeah. I think it was like the philosophy of money under 30 years old or something like that. It was super Philosophy fun. of money and financial freedom before the age of 30 with your boy, Brian Lewis. Yeah. So I would go, I'd go check that out if you guys want like the dollars and cents behind it, but I can give you the 30,000 foot because I want to get into all of our stuff today. I invested in real estate. I'd tell people to invest in like the non-sexy stuff. And then that leads that like yields you the ability um, where you kind of earn the right to invest in sexy stuff. So I bought, uh, I've got like four units, co-living, printed out enough money to cover my fixed expenses. So I was just like, okay, so my food, my housing, everything's kind of covered. Now I don't have like anything on top of this. It's just gravy. That I feel like making profit wise. So I ended up uh, starting up a podcast that accidentally became a revenue source, um, which I did not plan for uh, through affiliate ads. There's two different ways to monetize a podcast, CPM and CPA. Uh, so I did the affiliate model and then built up kind of a half business around that. That was pretty cool. That gave me some extra fun money. And now I'm in the process of building a media company where the, the podcast is going to be housed inside of that. So that's going to be revenue streams. And I also built the Action Academy community, which will be like officially launching here pretty shortly, um, where it's we already have like 70 people in it, but it's just been like private backend stuff where it's been invite only. And so that's already about to become a six figure business by itself. Um, so the goal is I just hired a business coach. We're going to take that up to seven figures this next year. Uh, the goal is to get it up to eight figures the following so within two years, I want to build that up to $10 million plus. Um, so I'm no longer investing in real estate at the current moment. I'll tell you guys my entire game plan, and I'm going to shut the heck up, and we're going to go back to Ryan and Corey. Uh, so my entire game plan is no more real estate. I was good at a lot of stuff, not great at one thing. <clears throat> so I decided, I was like, screw all this stuff. I'm going to just do one thing, one thing only, and that's going to be the podcast and Action Academy like community and the media company. So pausing the real estate. And going all in on this, building this up, and just creating a cash machine. I'm going to move to Austin, Texas here, January 7th, uh, be around all my mentors, do this for a year, build everything up. And then a year from now, I'll have like this giant cash flowing business, a war chest of capital. And then I'm going to put all that money into it, like giant commercial real estate deals right off into the sunset. And then at that point, I'll have like a million downloads a month on my podcast, and that'll print out four to $500,000 a year. <laughs> So he's got it ironed yeah, out. Yeah, you got it ironed out, dude. Uh, let's before we 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 run back to us. I want to. There's a lot of stuff to like break down there, and I don't want to skip over it because we'll get too in the weeds on the episode. But I want to talk about how you're building the media company too, right? You're talking. You're like, hey, six figures this year, seven next, eight, ten. You know, it's gonna lofty goals, which I know you're gonna com complete. I want to talk about <clears throat> the structure of the the company, right? And then mm -hmm. also the hiring of your business coach. Like, what? what 
what do you think the business coach is going to help do for you? Is it going to just be holding you accountable or is he going to actually help you with the blueprint to map this out? And the reason I ask this is because there's a lot of people out there that say they're a coach and they're like, Hey, we'll help you grow your IG. We'll help you grow your podcast, <laughs> help build your business. And you're like, how the hell do you find the one that actually is going to help you do it and know that you should invest, you know, potentially tens of thousands of dollars with this person. Yeah. So I'll tell y'all, I won't say his name because I don't want to disclose. Um, Cause I'm, I'm going to talk about like revenue and like kind of how we're structuring the deal. So I don't want to disclose the name. Um, so what we're doing is this guy is like a fifty to seventy five thousand dollar a year business coach, and right now I've got like forty. I'm looking at my numbers right now. Hold on a second. We got forty seven point five thousand dollars in revenue um, without any marketing, without anything. It's all inbound. So I haven't sent any outbound, done any marketing. So forty seven point five in top line. So with marketing channels and everything, we're trying to get up to $50,000 a month run rate come January. So here's the thing about business. So you can solo dolo your way into this and like figure it out eventually. But to build what I'm trying to build and to scale it, how you want to scale it, you need systems and you need structure and you need a team under you. And those are skill sets that I do not have. So like in my yearly review, which we can all get into here shortly, is I'm just like, I'm murdering it on income generation, but like I'm burning, I'm burning money too. I'm burning this. I'm throwing it all back into the business. There's no rhyme or reason. I don't have systems in place. I don't have integrators in place. So his thing, um, I don't have $50,000 laying around. I don't know if you guys do just to like throw into a coach. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. No, not, off yeah. the not to throw to a coach. Yeah, so for sure. I just straight up said, I was like, look, man, like I can't afford this. I was like, but I'm, I'm open. Just like in real estate, we're like, we're open to some creative deals here. And I was like, so you believe in my business. I believe in my business. How about we come up with a deal or share percentage of my top line revenue? And, but we'll cap it at a hundred. So you have upside potential to make a hundred. So if I make a million dollars next year, then he makes a hundred thousand. So our priorities and our interests are aligned because now he's just like, okay, I've built multiple companies up to like what you're trying to do. Uh, he's like, so I know how to do it. And so, yeah, so that's what it's about to be, man. And that's, I've got like the butterflies. I'm nervous. I'm excited at the same time because now it's bigger than me. But in order to help a million people leave their jobs in two years, I can't, it just can't be the Brian show. It needs to be the Action Academy podcast, the Action Academy community without just Brian. Because for you guys, like you can't do this like solo dolo. Like you need to build an operation and have models and systems that other people can plug into that's how you build something massive in a really short time. Otherwise you're going to wing it. Sorry. That's exactly why I asked the question. It was, it was selfish because we have a lot of the same things going on in our world. Right. And we talk, we're in real estate, but then we also have the weekly juice podcast. We have affiliates marketing that we do for other people. And then, um, you know, we try to monetize things too, while serving the community. So I want to ask you specifically on your podcast, how, how, how are you generating revenue at the moment? Like we have a sponsor, so we generate revenue that way, but how else are you bringing, you know, 50 grand's a lot of money, dude. And for, for a podcast. So how are you bringing that in? Is it from, I don't even know how to structure it. So talk, talk to us on how that revenue even comes in for you to have that conversation with the coach to be able to say like, Hey, it's proven. So let's move this thing forward. Apples and oranges. Um, so that's my like podcast, um, revenues. That's going to be like affiliates. So, Affiliates for your podcast is going to be something that's a high ticket item, high ticket service, and somebody is paying a lot of money for something, you get a percentage of that thing. So it's like, go bonus 10 grand a year. 
Like I make a percentage. Like if you're a member, you make a 10% referral. So 10 people join GoBundance from your show in a month, then you get 10%. So like that's $10,000 right there. Got it. So okay. That's cool. That's cool, pretty, cool. The, pretty the easiest like way of breaking it down. The business that I'm talking about is the community behind it. So I have an entire community that I'm building behind it that takes people like it's it's built for the person I was like three years ago to where it's like that person that's in their W2 job and they're listening to all these different po- podcasts and they're looking at all these different sources online. Maybe they have a rental or two, but they're like information overload. They can't figure out how to implement it. And like they don't have people with them that are like the peers and the accountability. So I was just like, I want to build that. So the Action Academy has always from the beginning been about making what it is here, which is the community. But it's like, I just did a podcast for free for a year first. So like, that's the business I'm talking about. And that's right now, that's like $2,000 a year to be in that community. And that's going to go up. So like, that's the business I'm talking about that I'm hiring the coach for that. I've got Very the 47.5. Cool. The 47.5 is outside of um, the podcast, like quote unquote. Got it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And it's funny that you're saying this because it's almost like you're speaking to us. I don't think we're in the position you were three years ago, but maybe like a year or two where we're like, okay, you've got internet money. You've got internet money. Like that's the difference. Yeah, we still have our W2 jobs too. So like that's a whole nother thing because that's really supporting our lifestyle. But with the the social media that we're doing, the podcast, the um, the buy, real estate syndications, like we're starting to grow, but we're realizing exactly what you're saying. We're like, it's really Ryan and I and our producer for the podcast, but specifically like our <laughs> businesses together. Like yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm saying that like, it has been us alone. And the, the, the jump that we haven't taken is hiring that business coach because we felt like, okay, can we spend like 30 grand a year of our you know, it's basically like it would be our money from our real estate and our money from our W two jobs. The the money that is coming in from our podcast wouldn't solely be able to support that because we have expenses with it too. So, but yeah. that what you're saying there is really the key, and it you can you can do it alone. But I just think it's a lot slower and like stacking one rental at a time, like we're talking about, is definitely the way to build like wealth in the long term for you personally. But if you're trying to build a company and you try to go faster. Doing what you're doing seems like the exact way to do it. Ryan, I need to figure out a way to like implement that into our own sphere. And play the net worth game too, because people don't realize. So like the wealthiest people own businesses. And Ryan Pineda has been doing really good content on this lately to where he talks about like how he's getting to a billion dollars. It's not through real estate. It's through business. So like the real estate is great. And like you can build a business that like it gets real estate, right? So like I'm going to park money into real estate, but Here's how business valuations work. And there are people that are much more sophisticated than me that could completely like correct me um, if I'm off base, but I've got a decent understanding of this at large. So they run on multiples. So the more packaged and structured your business is, the higher multiple of revenue that it's going to sell at. So like net revenue. So if you have a business that's printing out um, recurring like $100,000 net annual revenue, then if it's a well-packaged business, then you could sell that between a five to 10 X multiple. Um, and that's what it's valued at. So that's, and then how high the, how high the multiple is depends on how well-packaged your business is, how good the systems are in place, how good the models are. So I'm like, okay, so if I can get a hundred thousand dollars of annual recurring revenue, that's $500,000 at a five X multiple on my balance sheet. If I package this the correct way, because when you start a business, you have to do you have to package it for exit when you begin it. 
because this isn't like the Brian Lubin business. This is Action Academy. So I'm not going to sell it or I have no intention to sell it. But from the very beginning, that's what this guy's coming in and helping me do. And when I said internet money with you guys, it wasn't like a slight or anything. It's just like, for me, I'm just like getting Venmo like dings and like cash app dings and Stripe dings where it's like 2000, 2000, like 2000 over and over again. I'm like, oh, cool. This is fun little side money. But now I'm, I'm, he's like, hey, if you want to build this into a freaking like life changing thing and it impact people at scale, he's like, we need to stop playing these these baby games. He's like, and we need to make this like an organization, like let's build an S corp. Like let's have PNLs here. Like let's have cash flow statements. And he's like, if you want to package this thing to actually put on your balance sheet, we need to make it like a humming machine. And then all of a sudden you've got a hundred thousand dollars recurring revenue for you that you can take a draw from. And then you can also have that five X multiple on your balance sheet. So that's $500,000 in net worth. Yeah, I love it, dude. It, it it makes complete sense to me. I think a lot of people get in this game, and then the a lot those same people fall off. They stop doing it, right? But the guys that keep doing it, you're like, you get to a point where you're like, well, if we're just going to continue to keep doing this thing, we need to get paid for it, right? And like, we need to be able to like fund the business, right? And and mm-hmm. I don't mean that as, in like a selfish way, but it's like it takes a lot of time to do this, right? So you need to be able to live the lifestyle that you want to do. But at the same time, it's interesting because you're you're trying to empower and help other people to do the same with their lives. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs and and I guess people that are making internet money, right? They struggle with putting this in a nice like package with the bow on it, as you as you kind of said there. So, so we don't know how. I have no idea. And I think that's a <laughs> it's like, where do we get my question to you is kind of like you found the coach, right? How do you recommend other people go and find the coach? And go do this thing. Cause like we're, per, we're literally you're like, I don't know, like a target audience or or someone that's like, you could use us as a, I'm trying to find the word. I can't kind of like a case study. Case study. That's yeah. exactly oh, sure. It's like, okay. where, where the hell would we go to say, yo, we can figure out the money. We'll pay this fucking guy, but got it. where, where is he? Yeah. So you're not going to Google business coach, right? That's not how you do it. Same thing. So this applies to everyone in the audience. This isn't about just like business. This isn't just about real estate. It's any coach, any mentor ever. You find people that are doing the thing and you go to the people that are doing the thing and you say, who are you working with or who do you recommend? That's what you do. And you find out who we're doing right now, Brian. You're doing yeah, the yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. You're doing the thing and we're oh, yeah. literally yeah. closer to the answer, dude. So <laughs> yeah. I'm crawling, so that's dude. what so that's what you do, man. So you go to somebody that's like, okay, like they're doing the thing. And then you're like, okay, so who are you using? Like, who's your coach? Uh, who would you recommend? So that's what I did with a bunch of my friends um in GoBundance. And I'm like, okay, guys, like you've you've got a hundred people working for you. Like you've got systems built. I hate systems, I hate operating, I hate building all these systems and structures. I'm in the EOS system, which is entrepreneurial operating system with the book Traction by Gino Wickman. I'm the visionary. So I'm like, vision, vision, vision. Here's where we're going in three years. I need somebody else that's called an integrator to come in and be like, okay, here's how we take that vision and put it on paper so that people can actually see it materializing. So a good example of this is Brandon Turner, Ryan Murdoch. So Brandon Turner is not the operations guy for Open Door Capital for anything that he's done. Like he's like, I am going to be super nice to people and grow a beard. <laughs> and like that's my thing and create massive vision. Ryan Murdoch's gonna be boots on the ground. Brian Murray for Open Door Capital is gonna be the boots on the ground. He's like, I need to do this. So, like, that's who I'm searching for is that person. In order to pay that person, I need a really packaged and like functional operation. So 
what you got to do is go to that person and be like, okay, who do you use? Because you guys have hundreds of people working for you. And right now it's just me. And then they say, hey, I've used this person, this person, this person. Then you go interview those people. I normally stick to three. So any more than that, it's just like a little overkill, I think. So I interviewed three and I was like, all right, this is my guy. And then, like I said, like he gave me a $50,000 price tag. I can't afford that. So just like seller finance and real estate, you always have to come back with some type of creative solution. And that applies to everywhere in life. So for me, I was just like, hey, I'm willing to give you percentage of my top line revenue and then give you a higher cap. So while he has some downside potential, some downside risk with my business, um, where if I make $20,000 a month, then he makes 2000. It was because it's 10%. But if I'm murdering it, then he has the potential to double what he already made. And then now he's got a relationship with something that's at the ground floor that you think will take it to the next level. So it's like betting on the jockey, not the horse. It's amazing. I hope that answered your question. No, I think you did. I mean, everything's negotiable too. That's the cool part. No matter what, it's like you're giving this guy an upside value of the double what he could potentially make. And if he believes in you, then now he now he has this foundation laid for him be, being able to work a little bit harder to help you get there, which is... And I'm brilliant. held accountable too. So that's another thing is like now I'm accountable. And then eventually our first hire is going to be an executive assistant. That's not like a virtual assistant. I'm going to get one that's domestic, that's here in the US, that's like a salaried position. And like, that's my full-time person, like a killer. And so that's everyone's advice. And that's advice that I give to people is your first hire should be an executive assistant that should move up into your integrator that should move up into your operations. So when you're hired an executive assistant, they should be like your future VP of operations. Yep. So that's, like, that's, that's who you need. That's beautifully said. I think it's interesting that Rye and I have been able, we're the visionary and the integrator based on uh, need and what we, know, yeah. what we have to do. I think neither of us are integrators. I think Rye's a better one than me. Well, do you like uh, systems? Do you like spreadsheets? Do you like scheduling I'm, calendars? I'm good with numbers, but that's it. Uh, other than that, like I do like numbers, but so it depends. It's um, funny. We've had to kind of like both Rye's better at writing. I'm better at math. But like, so I like to track things. I do like to track things, but I think both of us are like big picture. So we're just doing it because we think we can't afford it, but we probably could if we worked our way into funding it the right way. Yeah. Like, you want, you want more advice on that about how to like hire? Yeah, dude, because I'm I'm like OCD with like the systems. I need a system or I'm stressed out all the time. Like, and even when it comes okay. down to my like, my financial picture, my final, like I'm, I'm meeting with my planner at the end of this year and just like getting all my shit back in on track. I need everything funneling into the appropriate bucket, set it and forget it kind of thing. But goes to our business. We have three different businesses running. Like we have one for the real estate, we have one for the podcast and then one for kind of social media e-commerce. And it's like, dude, what the, like, what are we doing? We have Corey yeah. handling some things. I'm handling other things. Our producers handling other things and everything's we're doing the best we can. We're floating, right? We're making money, but it could be optimized and it would just be less work on us. We, we also brought in a virtual system, which helping with content, which is amazing. And it's been a big uplift and like you free your headspace a little, then you can think about working on the business versus in it. Cause we were for a while there, we were too far in it. So oh, that's kind of it. our need at the moment is the systems guy is to your point. I know I'm like giving you a mouthful here right now, but like we need a systems guy to be like, yo, this is the structure of the business. Go make this happen. And we can, 
we are, we have put, I don't know how we just made money. We just figured out like, Oh, this is great. We can make money here. But we're the frontline guys like Brandon Turner. And like you, yeah. we're like, dude, we, people like us, people trust us and we're good. We're good fucking people. But the, I don't, I need someone in the trenches, man. That's just like grind and putting this thing together. Cause that's certainly, it's not what we like to do. Put it that way. Yeah. Like, it doesn't we can feel do late, it. We right? can do it, but it feels heavy. Yeah. So, yeah. So a good advice that I've gotten about all of this. And it's just like, there's a, there's a couple of different books. So everything that I'm doing is off of like Gary Keller. So like Keller, um, operations manual, there's a book, um, what the heck is a millionaire real estate agent, millionaire real estate agent. It's more of a business book than a real estate book. So I'm reading that book right now. And Gary Keller is talking about, he's like, okay, the most important hire you're going to have is your executive assistant. And he goes, most people see that it's like a 40, 50, $60,000. Like, how can I afford that? Like, I don't, I barely have revenue. And he goes, here's how you afford it. And so what you do is you take that $40,000, we'll use that as a baseline. We'll say that you're going to pay them $40,000 a year. So what you do is you divide that, you know, see how much it's going to be per month and then do three months. So what you do is you go save three months up of their salary in cash reserve. So for this, it'd be $10,000. So $10,000 in cash. Now you have a three month cushion to support that new hire that you make. So you're going to go interview, you're going to go hire. And you're going to figure out like, okay, this is my person. And you're going to give them a, a test run basically for three months. You go say, okay, here's, here's what I want to build. Here's what I want to do. And obviously through the hiring process, they're going to figure out if they're like a fit and if they've got like the systems brain and the operations brain that you're looking for. So you give them a, you give them three months to kind of see if they can make you more money than what you're spending. So you've got $10,000 that you're investing. So you're risking $10,000 on the, on the roulette table here. But so they should give you like a certain yield on that. I forgot the actual number. People that are listening to this that are like really seasoned entrepreneurs will remember the number. I think it's like you're looking for like a three to four return, I think, on that. So they should be making you like $30,000 from that 10,000. So at the three month mark, um, my mentors and my coaches are basically telling me if they're not operating uh, on their own and you're still having to tell them what to do and they're not telling you what to do kind of, they're like, it's time to cut bait and move on to the next person because the per the right person is going to be like, hey, um, so here's why your week is terrible and I'm going to make it better and then free your time up completely. So where for the virtual assistants, I've been like, hey, um, I need you to do this, 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 this. And then it's like, OK, I need more. And you give them more and you're like, I need you to do this, this, this. And all of a sudden I've got myself a new job directing this virtual assistant each and every day. I need somebody that's just like a killer that's doing it on their own. And they're like, Hey, I see opportunities in this business that I want to take on. Like your podcast, I can run it way better like this. Um, your scheduling, I can run it way better like this. And you're like, okay, <laughs> like I'm going to let you take care of this. So that's kind of making it a little bit more, um, down to earth for like baby entrepreneurs. Like it's kind of what I identify as. Um, but it's cool because we interview all these massive guys and now also like people get to see us in real time like doing the journey, like in the trenches. I think that's really cool. It's, it's awesome, man. That's really, really good advice. And it's something that I can actually apply. Like Ryan and I, Ryan and I can do that yeah. now, right? Like Because we, you we think, oh, $40,000, I don't got $40,000 to pay for this person for a year. But after three months, you don't know if that's your person. It's going to be a hell yes, or it's going to be a no. Right, exactly. So I think the question that, uh, more of the stuff that we want to get into in the podcast here is like, goal setting is great, bro. But like, 
my, our question for you is how do you decide on what the goals are? Right. So it's, everyone talks about goal setting and I think that's, that's a really, everyone needs to do it. We do it. We hit all of our goals for 2022. How did you decide on your goals for 2022? Did you hit them? And then how did you then take that and say, oh, this is what they should be for 2023? Because I think even deciding on what the goals should be is sometimes harder than even accomplishing them because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to go too low. But if I go too high, is that going to stretch me too thin? Kind of all those things go go in our head when we're creating goals. I'm wonder, wondering what were your goals like for 2022 and how did that shake out for you? Um, I had. We can two... kind of talk about ours too after if you want to go back and forth on it. Yeah, absolutely. I two goals for 2022. I wanted to save up $100,000 in cash in six months by July. And I wanted to quit my job and travel around the world. Um, so I did both. And so those are my two goals, basically. Um, I was just like stacking cash, stacking money away. Now that that number is significantly less now because I was supporting two people traveling around the world. <laughs> so uh, that number is down. But uh yeah, man. So 2023, I think I think the top line people get intimidated about setting a goal that's too big. I think if your mind space is in the right area, it doesn't really matter. So let me expand on that, right? So I've got this goal to build a $10 million business in two years, which is really, really, really difficult. Like 90% of businesses don't cross six figures, which I think is insane. Um, especially if you have the right people in place, because I'm already almost there with no marketing. Um, I think that people just have a fear of failure in general. So this fear of failure really breaks down into uh, like kind of fear of loss more so than the actual failure itself. You're more afraid of like fear of uh, loss of status or loss of consistency or loss of routine, loss of normality. So you're you're worried about how you're going to look to your peers and you're going to worry that you're going to look stupid and you're also worried that what you know to be comfortable now is no longer going to be there. So you're scared to kind of push your limits. So like right now, I'm freaking terrified because I'm a seat like come in January where it's like, okay, I've got to make sure I'm making like $50,000 a month to be able to give this guy like his money's worth in partnering with me. Otherwise, he's just going to cut me loose. So I've got to do that. And then also it goes to the people. It's like I've got to provide more value for them. I've got to do all of this stuff. And it's just like the goal isn't the point of the goal isn't to hit the actual goal. I'd put it at 50 50. Like there's a 50% chance that I actually hit that 10 million mark in two years, 50% chance that I don't. But it makes you ask bigger questions. You know what I mean? So if you're asking, how do I make $100,000 in a year? Then you're going to stretch, you're going to like in your mind, you're going to say, okay, if I give this 100% of me, I'm worth $100,000 in a year. But it's like, if you ask, how do I make $100,000 in a month? Like, you may not know the answer, but it makes your mind work in different ways to where you're like, okay, for me to make $10 million in two years, I need a team. I need a coach. I need people that are working under me. I need scale. I need leverage. I need platform. I need content. I need brand. Like these are things that I need in order to get up there. So it's like asking a bigger question and it makes you stretch further. So I think most people's problem is they set goals that are too small. They're like, I want to set, I'm going to lose five pounds in a month. They're like, how do you like, it's kind of easy. 
Well, we're a case study for that. Like if you, I, did you have something you want to go into? Yeah, go ahead. Cause I know we would, we could talk about our 2022 goals and we hit them and I was like, dang, they were too small. Yeah. It's on the same topic. How, so, was it difficult? Uh, like, was it difficult to hit them or were you just like coasting into them? I wouldn't say that it was not difficult to hit them. Like we, we definitely put in the work, but I like, we hit them and we're like, oh, wait a second. Like life is short. In one year, if we can accomplish that by doing what we did, we could probably five or 10 exit just by thinking bigger. And is our life that much different in 2020 going into 2023 than it was going into 2022? I think it's better for sure. But marginally, like five yeah. to five to 15 percent better, which is awesome for us because we're growing our net worths and we're building our portfolio. It's, it's all good shit, but it's like. Could it be 50 or 100% better? And then we're having a totally different conversation going into 2024. Well, it's it's about speeding up your timeline. And I love that you you mentioned yeah. stretching your goals higher because we did we set our goals at the beginning of the year, but you change so much throughout the year as a person anyways. Like, yeah. I hate when people say you people don't change. You change every fucking day. I don't, you have so to. I don't agree with that. You have to learn, adapt, grow. And, and so I firmly believe that. However, the reason to bring this up is we we hit our goals and we were or like, but it didn't force us to be like, we weren't pegged against the wall saying like, oh my God, we're, are we going to hit these? Like, we we're like, yeah, we'll hit these. And like, it kind of was like in the flow. Like, I almost think we need goals that press us every day or every week, not to like overstress your life, but to be like, oh damn, like we have some lofty goals at hundred K a month, right? That would be like, we need to, we need to grind. We need to get gritty and hustle and like talk to more people. We're good at the top level. Um, hey, we meet a bunch of people that are super successful. We get little bits and pieces and then we'll take little bits and pieces and try to like plug them into our business and get better. Right. But it's that second layer of conversation is to like, Hey, how do I meet with Brian once, once a week or like once a couple times a month to say like, Hey, what are you doing that I can do to better my business? We hold each other accountable and like kind of pull from our relationships even deeper. That's like kind of woven into our goals, but it's basically a I'm saying this to like utilize your network and your resources a little bit more so than we do. And I think for us, we know everything you rattled off in that checklist for, for the business with uh, marketing, logo, um, systems, funnels, all that stuff. We know we need it. We're just like, mm -hmm. eh, we can do it eventually. We're, we're still making money. We're still putting content on every day. But we the can content, be comfortable. Comfortable. And the content needs to turn into dollars, right? If we really are serious about wanting to do this full time. And we always, I think what we we're getting into the point where it's like, oh, where do we put our focus? It's you said, Hey, I'm pausing the real estate for a bit. I'm going all in on action Academy because I yep. know I'll be able to buy all the fucking real estate that I want. As soon as this thing is where, where I have my lofty goals at for us, we, we went, we're like, Oh, should we go e-commerce? Should we go our uh, real estate this year? Should we go all in on the business where the business is a conduit of it all. It all funnels down. And once we have the dollars coming in from it, it's okay, great. We got a property here. We grab 10 properties. We grab the, the big multifamily. We jump into the syndications. It all flows together, but it's starting with your like flow sheet, the hierarchy sheet, and it builds down like the weekly juice podcast, bang, 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 bang. Like yeah. we have e-commerce, real estate, the uh, money coming in from the Instagram, whatever. So my you brain is your own question. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. you I answer your own question. Dude. Yeah. No, I mean, like, but that's, that's so like coaching, like a bad coach is going to give you the answer. Like a good coach is going to help you ask the right questions to answer it yourself. So like you just so answered, are you just, are you a good coach that just did that by just sitting there sitting silently and letting him work through it <laughs> pretty much Socratic <laughs> method, baby. No, yeah. dude. So for you guys, if you want some advice, like look at weekly, weekly juice. So view like zoom out. So for people listening, we talk podcasts a little bit, so you guys can kind of understand. So zoom out about like the brand, like weekly juice, like you guys are already established, you're already killing it. That's why I'm doing this show with you guys. Cause you're one of the only ones that I respect. That's actually like in the game and like consistent and doing the game. 
Appreciate so it's you, just bro. like, what's the one thing that you can do where by doing it, everything else becomes easy or unnecessary, right? Hire so a coach. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Gary, hire Gary a coach Gilly. to get the systems. That's it. Yeah, really. Gary, Gary, well, no, at the macro. So think about your podcast, right? So think about your podcast growth. So right now I'm pouring thousands of dollars now into podcast advertising because I want to grow my show. And everything I do is around my podcast because here's the thing. My goal is to get, I'll blow past a million downloads next year. Like right now I'm going to hit 150,000 in year one. I'm going to blow past a million year two. I'll grow at 34% on average each month for my show. Mm. Wow. Um, so I've run it like a business. Like I've got like growth metrics, like that I track weekly on my podcast. I'm like, okay, I grew 17% this week. I grew 5% this week. Like, okay, I grew only 2%. What can I change about my headlines, about my titles? Because think about it. If you have a podcast that's getting a million downloads a month, what will that yield for your freaking other businesses? Like, you don't even have to do anything. Like a million downloads a month, somebody releases a new book. Gary Keller makes a new book. Somebody like Brene Brown, Tony Robbins, uh, freaking uh, anybody like Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street releases a new book. They're coming on your podcast. They're reaching out to you. So like you've got access to all these top people because you're in a position now to where you've got the audience and the network, which is the most valuable thing to bring these other people into your world. And then you build businesses with those people. The thing that I know to be true wholeheartedly is that people love our content. Yes. Because it, tell, it tells you in the ratings. It tells you in the, in, in the reviews. It tells you in the support and the, the messaging that we get back from people. I know it to be true. And the reason why I'm hesitant to push this, and it sounds kind of weird, it's like, our brand, I love your brand, Action Academy, right? Like I know you go into the academy to take action with your life. Like I, I kind of just get it. For us, it's like we started this thing like two and a half years ago. And we're like, what's just something that will catch people's attention? And we're like weekly juice. I don't know. It's like your juice. You get smacked with it every week. You, your cup's filled. You drink up your, uh, your, your I don't know, your, your like uh, investing content for the week. Um, your daily dose, dose of financial education was where we're at. But I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, can we change at the point we're at now, because we have such a, a decent following and like people that are bought into the brand, can we change this to be more like overarching? People don't know when they see weekly juice that it's, it's an investing entrepreneurial um, podcast. They're just like, what is this? And then the logo too. So that's where my mm -hmm. brain's at. I'm like, before we pump a ton of dollars into this and make it even bigger, it's like, can we change where we're at now to, be, to make it, it yeah. polish? Like I want it to be hundred percent polished where I'm like, I believe in it. And I can explain the story like the elevator pitch, because right now I feel like it's like a little bit everywhere. And, and I guess my, my, my actual question, not rhetorical is like, what are your thoughts on us potentially rebranding? Do you think people would stay? And then also yeah. like, how do we, how would you recommend we go about it? Because I think once we do it, we feel good about it. Then we can pump in the cash and get the coach. Cause that, that's why I'm hesitant right now. People might say, Hey dude, you're dumb. Just keep, just go now. Just like, just hire the coach, do all this stuff. Cause that'll come nah. after it. So what are your thoughts? No. Nah, so first off a um, couple, so a couple of different questions there, a couple of different answers. So yep. first off, like, look at, look at the top people in the space and like, watch what, watch how they move, like watch what they're doing. Like I watch everything Ryan Pineda does because I'm like, all right, this cat's like in his early thirties and he's like worth like probably like 50 million plus right now. Like dude's murdering it. He just rebranded his podcast from the Ryan Pineda show to the wealthy way. And then like mm -hmm. completely changed the aesthetic, completely changed what he was doing because he went and talked to Grant Cardone and Cardone basically like whip slapped him. It was like, dude, you've, you've got something here, but this can be something better. 
He's like, then what you're doing. And so he was just like, you need to go all in on the podcast. Like, look at Hormozy. Alex Hormozy is doing a podcast. I mean, he don't got to do a podcast no more, but he's doing it because he realizes how valuable attention is. And that's all he talks about. It's the new oil. So for you guys, I think that you've already like passed like 90% of people in the space to where you just have like a consistent product and you've got enough like people on your roster to where you can reach out to big guests and you can do the damn thing. And you've got like, you know how to do it. So most podcasts don't make it past like seven episodes. I think that's where pod fate sets in. So what I would do is I would, I would possibly, yeah, rebrand and I would come up with a backend product or system or service that revolves around your show, your new rebrand, and then get product market fit first and then hire a coach. I don't think it's wise to hire a coach just like raw dogging it because for me, what I did, I can walk people, if it'd be helpful, I can walk people through like the process of starting a business. Like yeah, what 100%. I did. Absolutely, dude. Do it. So there's a book called The Mom Test. So two other people I follow really closely are Sam Parr and Sean Purry in uh, My First Million. So I love that podcast. Oh, yeah. And I like, yeah. I idolize those guys. And so they were talking about like building a startup and starting a brand new company. What you got to do is you have to get what's called product market fit. So you don't just like, raw dog you're offering at a, after months and months and months like you see these people come out with like these courses like hey check out my new online course i just spent like three months building it and thousands and thousands of dollars and then nobody buys it because it's not what they want why is it not what they want because you never freaking asked them <laughs> like you never asked the people so what i did was i did there's a book called the mom test and what it essentially means is if you ask your mom about your business idea she's going to say oh my god it's the best idea ever right say mom i'm starting a podcast what do you think oh honey that's the greatest idea i've ever heard she's not going to tell you like where you're effing up like she's not going to tell you so what you do is you don't tell anybody that you're starting a new business you just start asking really good questions to people and the mom test is a sequencing of questions that you use to ask people about your business idea so that you can get an idea of like what problems you're actually solving. So what I did was I made a spreadsheet of um, <laughs> 200 people, 200 people that I knew like were in W2s or that were kind of in my network or people that just recently left their W2s that I knew. <laughs> and I was like, hey, guys, how did you go? Like, what were your biggest roadblocks in leaving your W2? Like, what what kept you there? Like, what problems are you running into right now? I'm kind of doing like a case study for the podcast. Like I'm trying to figure out like, what are your main problems? Here's a couple that I had just to give you like a, a framework and a prompt kind of now walk me through what your problems are. Right. And so you get answers and it's not, Hey, I've got a business idea. Run me by it. Like, let me run it by you because then they're just going to be like, Oh, it's the greatest idea ever, but they're going to like feed your ego, not give you actual answers. So I did that and I made an entire spreadsheet of all these different problems and I ranked them. I'm like, okay, this one was like out of 200. This one was like 40 times. This one was like 50 times. This one was like 30 times. And you could rank and weight the priorities of the different problems that you're trying to solve. Right. And then so you've got like the ones that keep coming up. Um, lack of vision. Um, information overload. I can't figure out what asset class to invest in. Um, accountability. I have no peers. I have no mentors. I have no one that I want to be like. I can't figure out what to do. Right. So then once you have all this figured out, you can start building your product around that. And then at that point, you create what's called your minimal, minimum viable product, your MVP. So your minimum viable product is going to be like just your bare bones solution to this problem. And you're going to release that in private 
and it's called stealth mode um, in the startup world. You release this product and you say, hey, um, I'm building something uh, that will solve this problem. It's not yet complete, but I want feedback on this. I'll give it to you for a massive discount if you help and provide feedback so I can grow this for you, right? <laughs> so I did that and because um, it's very important to get revenue. If you just are like, hey, are you interested in this and they're not buying? It means that you don't have the right idea or the right product or the right service because they're not paying you money. Like dollars are what like cement your business. So it's like you need freaking revenue, even if it's a hundred bucks, it's something you have to have something. So <laughs> I did this and I started messaging people um, after 200 conversations. I had a pretty good idea based off of my own experience, too. I was like, OK, now I'm going to start like reaching out to these people and be like, hey, I've got this thing that I'm doing. So I started reaching out. I said, hey, um, this is what I'm doing. Like, this is my, this is what I'm thinking. Like, I'll give it to you at a discount. And so that's what we did. And I've got an 87% um, acceptance rate to where whenever I, I talked to somebody, I was only approaching people that I was like, okay, they actually really have a need for this and it'd be a really good fit. And then they paid me money. And then now we're in a community for going on seven weeks now to where they've been actively giving me feedback within the community and saying, hey, love these modules, change this, fix this. Can you add more detail on this? And they're like, I love this goal setting module that you made, but I'm confused about this part. Can you add some more color to this? And then, hey, you are too long winded on this. Can you make the video shorter? Can you add captions to the videos? Like this music was too distracting. Can you remove that? And then you just implement these, these uh, changes in real time so that by the time you release the product, which is where we're at right now, then you've got a product that the market fucking created. So you're not having to sell anything to anyone. The market created the product. And then now you've got revenue and then you hire the coach. So basically what you're saying, long and short, which is, uh, that was amazing advice, is that you don't have to figure out what's next on your own. You let your audience tell you what should come. And that's kind of the that is the entrepreneur. That is the cheat code of entrepreneurship. That's entrepreneur. That is if you want to be an entrepreneur, that's how you do it. Everyone else does it the wrong way. Brilliant. So (laughs) I I mean, yeah, it's 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 incredible advice. Like, I think that it's that doesn't make it easy to to do, but it's it's the path forward. So going to chuck it down and it's easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just gave us the walkthrough. Like yeah, exactly. Like literally, exactly how to do it. You yeah, just call great. people. Like my. So if you look at that on my goal sheet, my goal sheet was this week I'm going to have uh 40 conversations. So that I was going to be. I was trying to call 10 people a day. That was the goal on my goal sheet. Call 10 people a day at, and run through this script. You have macro and micro goals. I think that's where we we lack. It's almost like a, I don't want to say we lack, but it's more so like a to-do list. Right. And, and that's where we're kind of like, we got to consolidate each of our businesses. But I think the, I'm just bringing it back to the beginning of this conversation was the top line where it, it all funnels from weekly juice. Right. And then it comes yep. down into, into everything. I want to talk about, let's thank you for the advice on potentially the the rebrand. Cause I want to do that at some point, but I, I and here soon, I think it has to be done because that'll make us feel even more comfortable. Can you talk to us about the, the revenues on the, on the podcast again? I know you mentioned a lot of it's affiliate, but uh, not the revenues, the marketing piece. When you said you're pumping thousands of dollars into the podcast monthly, what are you doing for that? Real quick um, answer that question. But uh, Jake texted us 
And the our average consumption over the last 10 episodes is 63%. So not great, but that's I, he, he looked yeah, it up for but us. Then, but then you can see, you can look in the consumption and you can see where people drop off. So you can use that to pivot and be like, okay, maybe my intro is too long. Maybe we have an ad that's placed at the beginning that should be moved into the middle because it's all about like the listener experience. And to summarize why all of this is even effing worth it, right? Because this is hard. Like we don't have to do any of this. You don't have to rebrand. I don't have to do this. Here's why you do it. Uh, two reasons. One is that it's a game. Like you have to view it as a game. You don't have to, you, like, you don't have to view this as like stress and anxiety. Life or death. Self-imposed right? on you. Yeah. yeah. Like if I don't build a $10 million business, that's freaking okay. Right. It's about, it's a game. And I will have the skill sets at that point, even if I crash and burn and it all goes to zero, which is impossible, I think. But even if it was like a failure in my book, like I still now will have the skill sets to build and start a business because like, I did it. Right. And then but what's the upside? It's it's infinite. So one is it's a game. And two, it's helping other people. We're talking about the revenue side of this because this is a business podcast and I want to give people the tools to be able to actually like see the dollars and cents of all this stuff. But if I make my podcast five days a week, five episodes a week, that helps about 1,200 people a day right now that listen to my show. So 1,200 people are 12 to 1,500 per day are listening to the show. So that helps those people. If I do all of this and I build the systems and I build these scales and I build these businesses around it. I help more people. I can't help a million people by making a freaking podcast, helping 1200 people, 1500 people a day. Like I need more. So I'm doing this because if I pump these extra advertising dollars, if I build this business, if I, if I message these people about this community, like if it helps like one person, like one more person than it would have helped before, like that's worth it. Cause like, that's a life that's freaking changed. So like if you zoom out and you stop making it about like me and you make it about we, then like, that's what makes all of this worth it. And that's what makes the pursuit worth it. And that's why I care about the percentages. I'm like, I need this person to stick around to this point of the episode to where they listen to me, uh, teach about the business. Like, cause if they didn't hear that, then they wouldn't get their lives changed. That's extremely intelligent. And also like, uh, very, um, you zoomed out to a point where you can see what you're doing almost like a, a you kind of remove yourself from from the weeds because it can be very, very stressful and it can be overwhelming but it's like if you if you kind of say well am i doing all the fundamental things right to live a great life kind of mm -hmm. like am am i am i spending less than i earn am i investing for my future am i happy am i doing things that i love if those things are covered then all of this stuff that you're doing is kind of gravy and it's all to help you become a better person, a better businessman, a better, a better communicator, uh, you know, all of the above. So I think um, that's a cool thing to keep in mind because because you don't ha you're right exactly right you don't have to do it and if it doesn't make you happy you get to do it out you get to you do don't it. have to do it you get to do it like we get to we get to do this like twenty four seven and help people. Like, so I tell people, I'm like, I don't have to sell anybody anything because I'm going to become fabulously wealthy and happy by helping other people become fabulously wealthy and happy. So it's just like, like what other area, what part of corporate America like offers that? Like maybe if you work for Make-A-Wish and you're like the CEO. <laughs> yeah. Like one position sure. within the company. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah.
No, it's incredible stuff, dude. And that's that that is kind of like part of our why to why we all do this thing. I think that's why we both riff back and forth and, and have similar values and and things. And I, I think I want to talk about the the cash. Like you're you're not you're reinvesting the money into your podcast yeah, yeah. To, about the marketing. to help other people, right? Like it's like you're not you're not pulling anything out from it now. I mean, stuff to live, but I want to talk about those revenues that are coming in. How are yeah. you pushing it back into the business to grow it further? Cool. So let me Emily answer that question specifically. So we just want macro. Let's go back down into the micro. So I so you always want to go into like on platform uh, marketing channels. So if you have a YouTube channel, like you want to advertise via video. If you have a podcast, you want to advertise on podcasts. If you have a newsletter, you want to be on LinkedIn and Twitter making Twitter threads, right? So it's like people are worried about, oh, what's the best like clip that I can make? What's the best like Facebook, like audiogram I can make for the podcast. But the reality is like the best way to grow a podcast is beyond a being on other podcasts and B um, I would say, yeah, the video has a part, but I advertise on podcast platforms. So what I do is there's a couple of different podcast platforms that are open to advertisement. There's one that's called podcast addict and one that's called overcast. So I advertise on those. So I just paid $4,500 to be the front page of uh, Podcast Addict, which is the biggest app for podcast listeners on Android. Um, so I'm going to be on the front screen. Like you, you log on to the app, millions of people, and they see Action Academy. So that should yield, I paid $4,500. That should yield 600 to 700 subscribers to the show. So how I view all of this, right? Zoom back out from like a macro perspective. So like right now I'm making pretty good revenue, but I'm pouring it back into the business to grow the business. Why? Because if I can grow my podcast to a million downloads a month, which is where I want it in two years, which I'll do anything that I need to to do it. And like I said, it's a game to where even if I don't hit it, it's like I'll ask bigger questions in order to hit it. Right. So if I'm making getting a million downloads a month, that's a quarter million, 250,000 downloads a week. 50,000 downloads an episode because I do five episodes a week. If you get $25 per thousand downloads, which is a pretty traditional podcast advertisement, like across the industry, most people would pay $25 cost per mil CPM. Um, that's just flat rate, right? So if I make $25, uh, $25 cost per mil, that's $12.50 an episode. So $1,250 an episode times five episodes, that's $6,250 a week times four, $25,000 a month times 12. That's $300,000 a year. You'd be so good. If I grow, so if I grow my podcast to a million downloads a month, then right now, yeah, I'm pouring money into it. But then once I'm at that point, A, I've got a business built behind it. That's like seven to eight figure business that's built on the backbones of that. And now I also just from purely advertising revenue, purely passive with me not doing anything, like just having one advertiser, one ad play for every single episode, that's $300,000 a year. You're talking about passive income through real estate. How about that? So that's like, exactly the way to, to reverse engineer you getting to a monetary goal of $300,000 a year. If that was, I don't know if that's how you got to that, but like that's exactly and that's without, how to do And that's it. without affiliates. That's without right. affiliates. And like I make six figures from affiliates. So like that'll probably be like $500,000 a year just from making a podcast, which helps other people. That's one stream of it, dude. Like one, like that's tiny, one stream. tiny little stream of it too. I'll be honest. Like you, there's yeah. so many things you can do with that. And then you have other people on your show. You build businesses with them. You so, advertise their products. Like it's, it's just, uh -huh. talk about, you didn't even talk about your social media. That's just purely podcast. 
Think about it. Yeah. You could have a course that people plug into your reaction Academy, like, I don't know, whatever you want the next like the, the university, Action Academy University, whatever you are going to call yeah. it. People on behind the scenes are going to buy into that. You maybe do weekly coaching calls, a webinar. Like, there's so many things. Oh, top it off. Let's go into buy a five million dollar multifamily real estate deal, and you have people that are going to jump in with you and give you their money because you already helped them out, improve their lives, and help them figure out how they mm -hmm. get that money. So it's just it it all dumps into each other. But it, it thanks for breaking it down on the micro level because it really does all buckle back to action academy podcast and what you're doing in the weeds now and just building this thing and scaling this thing to multiple um multiple podcast episodes a week yeah. which you're committed to but also the downloads and how how long people stay there you're getting so so in the weeds with it dude that it's it's going to be hard to fail truly by that's what, like yeah. where you are. that's what you have to do is you have to like and i tell people like act, uh they get conf like they everyone's trying to get the confidence to take action but the action is what yields the confidence so it's like you have to take massive levels of action to build the confidence. And you asked about my goals before, which if you want to go into goals, we can go into the goals. I've got four categories of goals that I'm working off right now. Um, and I've got my goal sheet in front of me. If y'all want to riff on goals, I tell people to pick, like make a list of like 10 to 15 goals and then kind of pick like the top three. And then that's what you go all in on. So like I've got ancillary goals, but like my main goals are kind of like business podcast schedule slash efficiency and audience. Um, the schedule one is super cool. If y'all want to start with that, because like I've got a cool way of viewing that now that I'm like working on. That's like different than what I yeah, do right so, now. So for schedule, um, I had a podcast guest named Wally Libieri, um, his personal hourly rate. He he's all about like optimization. So he's got his time down to where when he's working, he's worth $8,000 an hour is what his activities are. So this guy's like killing it. So he operates his calendar off of red time, green time and yellow time. Um, uh, yeah, red, yellow, green. So red time is did not make me money. This activity did not bring me any revenue. Yellow is this out. This activity is going to lead to revenue. And green is this activity directly made me revenue. So what he would do is he would map out every hour of his day, his work day, and he would put everything he did. Right. And at the end of every hour, he has an alarm that goes off that says, what did you do the last hour? He updates it in his calendar. And he did that for like three weeks straight. And then he sent it to his assistant and he's like, OK. I need you to take a highlighter and I need you to go through this and I need you to highlight, okay, did this make me money? Did this lead to making money? Or is this like not making me any money? And he said he was like 60% in red time, which means that what he was doing was not making money. So he made it his, um, his assistants like priority say, I will give you a 10% bonus. If you keep me above 60%, um, green and yellow time. And he's like, I'll give you a 20% bonus. If you keep me, uh, above 70% green time. And he's like, if I get to 80 or above green time, I'll give you a 30% raise. So like a bonus. And so um, that's what he operates now. And it's just like, like almost 100% green time, everything else is de delegated, automated or systematized, right? So my three goals are operating 50% plus green time, operating 30% plus yellow time, operate in less than 20% red time. And I want to be operating one month out. So I want to have my podcast um, guests and everything scheduled a month in advance moving forward because I'm flying by the seat of my freaking pants right now. Are we so, all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually just got to, we just got to four weeks ahead this uh, today. So it's funny you say that, but yes, go ahead. Yeah. So, and what, so those are the goals, right? 
but that's not what I track. Like, how do you track that, right? There's no, you can't tangibly put that on paper and quantify that. So here's how I track it. Like my weekly checkpoints. So I've got like the goal, I've got a monthly checkpoint, a weekly checkpoint, and then the habits that are associated. So my weekly checkpoints are, I'm going to do a Sunday calendar review slash adjustment. Um, so I'm doing 12 of those because these are my quarterly goals. So I'm going to do 12 Sunday calendar reviews. Um, I'm going to have two executive assistant interviews per week starting in February. I'm going to do one business coaching call per week starting in January. And then I'm going to do 60 daily efficiency reviews. So that's going to be um, Monday through Friday at the end of each day. I'm going to look back through my calendar and I'm going to say, okay, like, what did I do this week? What did I do today? What part of this is red? What part of this is yellow? What part of this is green? So it's like, so you take this macro goal and you chunk it down into, okay, what did I, what habits can I do like today that will yield the goal? And it becomes really simple. Okay. So that was a masterclass <laughs> in goal setting. And he, this is, this is, I am willing to speak open and candidly about the, the, our goal setting strategy and process and how like it's so, okay. <laughs> so much less detailed than what you just went through, which is fine because I'm believe, like, and I, Ryan and I talk about this all the time. We're extremely happy about the position that we're in. We've done a great thing. We have a, he pointed to a whiteboard over there. So we have a whiteboard of all the things that we want to do in 2023. So we're mm-hmm. like at that, at that phase. Right. But we came to the conclusion. One of our goals, this is just one is to raise, we're capital raisers. We see ourselves as that. Now we've done it. Proof of, Proof of concept. We've done it for multiple things. Uh, we're in two big syndications that we got into in 2022. Help raise, help raise money from people to give them great investment returns. We're, we want to do three projects in 2023. But the 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 answer to that of why we want to do three is not exactly mapped out. We say that because we did two in 2022. Can we do another? Can we do bigger? Can that create more revenue for us? All the answers are yes. But why? That's like, a weird goal, though. It doesn't come to a monetary value, right? It is a weird goal because, like, just the, I want to do three deals. Like, no, no offense. Like, no, you, no, you, can do, you can do better than that. Like, like, you need to have like parameters too. So, like, what's a good deal? What's a hell yes deal? What's a bad deal? What's an eh deal? Like, what does all those look like? Yeah, exactly. I think my point is, is that we created relationships with really high level operators who are like only going after great deals. So we think, mm-hmm. right, but we'd have to evaluate them once they come in. But then the point is, is like, well, why three? It's like, I can't even tell you why three, because it's more than we did last year. And ideally, it'll bring us more revenue, more cash flow, more equity. Sure. But you kind of dropping that like system out is like, it gives us an idea of, okay, well, why, why would we want to even do three? Why do we come to that conclusion and maybe like revamp it? Well, I think that's we did two in in like the last quarter of the year, right? So we were like three is just it's gonna ha- it's a stupid goal in my opinion because is- now because you know <laughs> thanks for the thanks for making you feel like a dumbass yeah, yeah. but uh we're idiots, but right. because it's good that we're having this because there's a lot of people in the same boat as us they have these goals and and they're quarter. not sure if they're good or they're they're shitty or whatever but <clears throat> it's something we're gonna fall into three. Once three people come to us with deals that we like and we want in our portfolio, we're going to be able to raise money and bring other people in because we're already doing it. It's just going to happen. It's not like anything we have to force. The the we need to. I think we. I'm looking at our goal sheet over here, dude. It broke and it's broken down into. We spent five hours, by the way, uh, last Sunday sitting down here breaking it down from our 
uh, our real estate goals, our e-commerce goals, and then our podcast goals. And they're all mm-hmm. into different silos. I think they all go back to what we said before is starting back with the podcast and they're mm-hmm. all going to trickle into each other. So that should be our main bucket of goals. Yep. And make that thing as best as it possibly can friggin' be. Everything else is going to fall into place and you're going to be able to like, um, help structure and kind of like, I don't know, cushion those or whatever, tighten those up as you go. But if we start back and just say, Hey, like stop confusing yourself with so many different buckets that you have start here and then work your way down. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit easier for us, but then also onto a scale where you can track it weekly and daily. It's not like, here's my overarching goal. Maybe we'll get there this month. It's like, no, when do you want to be here? That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you need a scorecard. Like you need a weekly scorecard. And so like the goal is to like the goal over everything so like everything that we're talking about is just like outcome based. So like what you really need to do is you need to just have like a scorecard each week where it's like, did I hit 80% of my metrics this week or better? And then if you hit 80% or better, that means that you win. So like, that's where you derive your like success. Like I'm a successful entrepreneur. I'm a success in business is like, not like did I make millions of dollars, but it's like, did I hit my 80% lead measures? Like, here's another big one um, for my business goals. My top, my top business goals. I want a quarter million dollars in top line revenue in Q1. So how do I make $250,000 in a quarter, which would mean like a million dollars in a year. So like, I've like, that's what I was, I was making less than that, like in a year as a W2 top level W2 employee. So like, I've never done that before. So I'm like, okay, what does that look like? Like, how would I do that? And so what I've got on there is benchmarks, like EOS system running smoothly, Action Academy integrator hired, um, implement Action Academy phase three, which is like the product update. Um, so the monthly checkpoints are $67,000 a top line revenue because um, I already have like 50 right there. I'll have 50 by the end of this month. So I need 200 um, by the end of Q1. So that's $67,000 of top line revenue per month. So my weekly checkpoints that I actually track that I care about are my habit tracker being 80% plus. I have an EOS scorecard review on Sundays. I have a budget review on Sundays and I have a uh, Action Academy roadmap review on Sundays. So the habits to make $250,000 of top line revenue um, our 12 level 10 EOS meetings. So that's one per week. So that's going to be looking over the entire business at large. Um, 12 org chart reviews. So that's going to be a weekly uh, review of like what seats are people in, like what seat am I sitting in? What seats do I want other people in? 24 spending reviews. So that's 2x per week. So I'm going to look at the budgets. I'm going to look at what's going out, what's coming in twice a week. Uh, 1,200 outbound messages for the quarter. So that's 100 per week. So I'm going to send 100 outbound messages about Action Academy per week and then 12 roadmap uh, benchmark reviews. So I'm going to look and see, okay, here's what I want the community to be. Here's what I want to add. Like, where am I on par for that goal? So like, that's all I'm focusing on to yield this big goal that I've never hit before. That makes sense. It makes it easy. A hundred percent. So all these things, right? Like you're, you're super, um, I don't know how to, how to really say this, but like you're, you're, cutting things down so, so minutely and like you're going down to the final details. And I think a lot of people will, were, are probably on the Corey and Ryan side here where they're like, Hey, we have goals, but they're not, they're not chunked out. As you said, is there, what are the, the books if you could run them back for us? And there's might be another resource, but like, where can people go to start fine tuning their goals a little bit? And I know you just kind of gave us exactly how to do it and you're going through yours, but I think for them to like apply it to their lives, they can 
start with either a book or a resource or something like that so they can map out the the system for themselves, right? And start plugging their goals into it and break them down even further. Because you're talking about things you're doing on the daily by like almost like the hour too. And like, you know, it's... I'm almost wondering if this kind of derived from a conversation with the coach you already had, or if you're pulling it from a book or where you're getting... How did you structure all this and know, have the knowledge to even figure it out? No, I, I interview figure entrepreneurs every day. <laughs> so they're like, hey, dude, you suck. Like, be better. Dude, <laughs> so I'm like, that, okay. is, that is truly the key of what I'm feeling right now. It's so funny because the suck is so... There's levels to the suck, right? <laughs> it's like, we do suck. We suck compared to you. That's okay. But it's fun. It's, it, it is fun, fun to suck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, okay, I suck, dude. <laughs> I say that, I say that like tongue in cheek because there's certain things that we probably do better than you in certain aspects. Yeah. But in terms of this media, the 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 podcast, the the all of that stuff, like I feel like I suck compared to Brian. So it's like, <laughs> and that's and but that is like that's the beauty of being able to have these candid conversations with people that I trust and like, and like, how yeah. can we help each other? Because there's things that we could probably do to help you social media. Yeah, your so, your social media, dude, your uh, weekly juice social media is like blowing past mine because you guys were taking this level of execution on your Instagram and I just can't commit to it. But my sure. personal Instagram is popping though. I went viral in Brazil for some reason. So <laughs> I saw yeah, that. we saw that in your, your TikTok too. <laughs> yeah. TikTok's popping, man. Yeah. You're global, uh, dude. Yeah. But um, to answer your question about the books. Um, yeah, there's a couple. Um, I would say Four Disciplines of Execution by Chris McChesney. I would say 12 Week Year by Brian Moran. And I would say The One Thing by Gary Keller. And then also Millionaire Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller. I'm not a real estate agent. I've never been one. But like it talks about how to systematize a business because like he talks about like he's like, people have a difficult time like conceptualizing how to make more money because they're used to money being like an, a byproduct of time put in. And they're like, wait, but I've only ever made $50,000 like working my ass off. Like how do I make a million dollars a year? And see, he's like, okay, well you can by still working 50 hours a week, but you have to ask yourself like what activities do I need to work on that are higher leverage, higher margin to yield that. And so those are the books I'd recommend. And that's what I'm doing right now, man. It's like, and like I'm in the trenches, like I'm figuring all of this out. Like, so this is all just like part of the process. And here's another one, my podcast. I'll give you my podcast growth plan if you want that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So lay it all on the line, dude. Yeah, dude. Just keep going. Just keep hitting us. I want 300,000 total podcast downloads um, by March, March 31st, 2023. So 300,000. Uh, so that's doubling my audience right now, doubling my total. So I'm at wait. So you're you're at, at 150. I'm gonna finish this month at 150. Yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I want to double my show in a quarter. So I've done this in a year. So how do I take what I did in a year and do it in a quarter? Right. So that's a big question. So I've got a couple metrics and I've got a couple habits. Right. So. Uh, my metrics are my like my rocks is what you call it in EOS. So I was like, I need to average 60,000 downloads a month as, as a checkpoint. So my goals are my 80% habit tracker, of course. So here's what's on my habit tracker. Um, 60 episode releases. So that's five episodes per week for a quarter. So I do that right now. So that's easy. Reach out to 120 podcasts to guests on. So I'm going to reach out to 10 podcasts per week that are top 2% podcasts um, or greater to guests on. And the goal is to be on two per week. So my, my metric is to be a guest on 25 plus podcasts 
in uh, Q1. So that means that my habit that I do is reach out to 120, so 10 per week, 10 pieces of content per episode. So that's 50 per week. Uh, reach out to 250 big name guests. So that's 20 per week. And then put 10% of my weekly top line revenue into advertising. So take this massive goal, 300,000 podcast downloads, doubling my current audience. But like, what are my habits? When you really break down my habits to like simple terms, I'm doing five podcasts a week. I'm reaching out to 10 other podcasts a week to be a guest on. I'm doing 50 pieces of content. I'm reaching out to 20 big name guests. And then I just pour a little bit of my top line revenue back into advertising. Like, so that's what I'm going to do. That's great, dude. Uh, I love it. Um, I think, I think the show was kind of the, the whole overarching theme here was how to catch up, right? A, but also like goal, all of us catching up here, not catch up mustard, right? Like I'm talking about like us all recapping on things as we've been doing a lot of different things in the last six months, but also talking about goals and how we can become better for the next year. And I think you gave us a mini masterclass on how to be better in, in goal setting, but also to conceptualize our business and like think bigger picture, like outside of it. I mean, uh, we've been, I know we dove back in on it when we started talking goals, but it gives, it gives me like a foundation for like where our head should be at moving forward. And it's funny, we, we have a whole, I like moved it over so we could start reading it through the podcast, our buckets of goals. And I think we can simplify this in buckets, but then also dive down micro level even further. So I appreciate the walkthrough, dude. It's, yeah, it's it's great. And I love that you brought it to it's a game and it doesn't matter whether you mm-hmm. win or lose. Like it's that's kind of life in general, right? Like we always start talking yeah. philosophical, it seems like at the end of the episodes, but that's the fun part for us. It's like you get up and you're going like we've played sports growing up our whole lives. We're super competitive dudes. I think all of us. And so it's like, how can we become the best version of ourselves in this game that we're playing? Even though the competition's like, we don't even know half the competition. You know what I mean? It's like, no. we're just like competing with ourselves to be better and better and live the life that you want. And so you were already able to do that, live a certain chunk of your life that you wanted by going and traveling the world for six months and just, you had hundred hundred G's in cash. You ready to you hit that goal. And then you were able to go do it and you lived it. And I think it's an amazing thing to, to bring someone on and start talking to, to people like you're, you're only 28 years old and you're doing something that people think about their whole lives. And maybe they saved up the hundred K and then they don't go do the thing that they saved up for. So kudos to you for doing both dude. And then, you know, now you're back to business again. You're now, I want to also talk about, um, you traveling down to Austin. Cause we talked about that pre-recording, but it's, it's super important. So, um, let's talk about your, why you're moving down to Austin. And then I also want to, if you can bring us back to the beginning, I know we talked about this, I think in the previous episode, how you got involved with GoBundance in general, because that also like how you started, that's a goal for Corey and I. And that, the reason I'm asking is like, we want to be in it. We know a lot of people that are in our network are in it. We, we know that you need either a million dollars in net worth or outside of your primary. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Sorry, so, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's up to 2 million. Starting January, GoBundance is uh, 2 million minimum and 12, uh, 12.5 K. So the price went up 25% and the minimum went up. Yeah. But okay. So two, two mil, is that also, what about if you're making like two fifty a year, something like that? Wasn't that what you stipulated that? Weren't you? It wasn't like the yeah, last two they were, they were moving that they, cause they want so like, to, up, yeah, they have to up, like they're, they're wanting to up the, uh, the qualifications for people to be in. Because right. like a lot of people like, cause what was, what started to happen was like, there's people coming in that maybe had like a million dollars in index funds, right? Like a million dollars in their 401k, 
but it's just like that wasn't the quality of people of like entrepreneur that people were wanting to like like no offense to that like still yeah. awesome but it's just like then all of a sudden you have a pe- bunch of people coming in that are like hey like i don't have a business like i don't invest in real estate can you teach me how and like the point of the group was like everyone in the group was wheeling and dealing and like the cream of the crop with like hundreds of people working for them and so it's just like y- y'all just had jake harris he's like one of my dear dear friends and through go abundance and so it's like that's amazing. what you want go abundance to be is like a bunch of jake harris's right that's yeah, what i learned be. from yeah, he's incredible. Like that episode was our last one that actually released um, this past Wednesday. Or, well, when this comes out, it'll be. But this is currently our last episode. Jake was awesome. Yeah. Dave. Okay. So you asked, you, you asked a couple. So you asked a couple of questions. Um, you asked about GoBundance. What was the other one? I, how did you get involved in the beginning? And then walk, then I want walk me through why you're moving down, moving out of Atlanta down to Austin. Yeah, sure. I'll answer that one first. So Austin, um, Atlanta is like not serving me anymore. Uh, because like, this is the type of stuff that I want to talk about, like with my friends and my friends here, like, do not want to talk about it and that's okay. And also it's just like, there's a couple of different like life events. Right. So it's just like my relationship ended after like three years. So there was that, I just got done traveling around the world for, uh, for like five, six months. So there was that. And so it's just like with relationships, it's like, if you're, once you're removed, like you kind of like, everything's kind of like hanging on by like the seat of their pants. Like there's like not much more hanging on to the relationship because people are already kind of used to living without you. So it's just like, okay, so now it's like the time to kind of cut the cord. Right. So it's like in life, like you have to think about life, like a minivan with relationship. You don't need to like tell people to like screw off, but you can control, you can kill your availability to people. So it's like you in a minivan, like you can have people on the ride with you, but they don't have to be in the front seat. So it's just like the person in the front seat's like directly controlling like the GPS, they're controlling the music that you're listening to. So it's like the content in the direction that you're going is the person in the front seat. So maybe you have those college friends, which I have a couple, like they're in the back seat, like love them. They'll be in my wedding one day. They don't want to talk about, about business. Like they want to work their W2s. Like that's what they want. And that's okay. I've been friends with them for a decade. Like we don't talk about any of this stuff, but I want to. So I've got another couple of really, really good friends that are in Austin. I've got mentors that are in Austin. So I was just like, there's no, there's no reason for me to still be in Atlanta. So that's why I'm moving over there. Cause I'm going to put myself right in the middle of like where everyone's like moving and shaking and doing stuff. And then I'll have like my people like right there. So that's the, that's why I'm moving. Yeah. But, I um, love it. I think it's super important because um, people and we've said this, I've said this a couple of times throughout the episode, but people like put a plan into place or a thought comes into their head and they just never do anything about it. But you're going down and you're like, you're literally taking action and you're surrounding yourself with literally, it's going to be impossible to fail because you're plopping yourself right in the dead center of your network yeah. um, and the people that influence you and inspire you. And I, I think that's, it's really admirable, dude, because you're just like, Hey, it's, it's time. I'm just going to go take the leap of faith and go do it. And things are, you're just going to get uplifted to their level. And by yeah. being around them, you're what the average of the five people you surround yourself with the most. That's the yeah. famous quote that's always out there. And you're just going to, you're just plugging yourself in dude. And it's going to, and it's going to uplift you. And I, I think it's important to bring it up. And the reason I brought it up is like for people listening, if you have an idea and you have a thought and you know what's going to benefit you, just go do it. Just stop overthinking it. And you're you're just a prime example of doing it and just taking action right away. I know that's kind of your mantra anyways, but as you say, the action academy, dude. Yeah, there's a to metric be. to that. There's a metric to it. It's called an action anchor. So 
you can you can make this a cliff right here. So an action anchor, an action anchor is whenever you have a major life decision and you're at a crossroads. It's plan A, plan B. Are you going in the forest or are you going over the bridge, right? So whenever you make your decision, it's important to immediately take an action that solidifies the validity of that decision to your subconscious. So for instance, uh, podcast. I want to start a podcast. Um, I buy a microphone. I buy the Shure microphone for like 200 bucks, have it shipped to me because of Jeff Bezos, two days shipping. And it arrives and I'm like, okay, I just spent $200 on a microphone, time to start a podcast. And so for uh, Austin, I was sitting in the Miami airport after having a terrible weekend for my birthday where my friend completely ditched me and had a bunch of problems and blah, blah, blah. But I was just like, why am I hanging out with these people? Like, who are these people? Like, why am I chilling with these guys? Like, they do not serve me. Like, what is this? And so I was sitting in the Austin airport and then my friend Cody uh, texted me and he was like, dude. He's like, I was talking to him about it. And he was like, dude, why don't you just move to Austin? He's like, me and my wife are about to move to Austin. He goes, just move by me. And I was like, no, dude, I can't do that. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah, I can. <laughs> what am I talking about? I just never thought about it before. I was like, okay, I'm, looks like I'm moving to Austin. So for the next hour, I went on uh, Airbnb and I was just like scrolling through, looking at all the different monthly stays. And I booked an Airbnb for four months in Austin, Texas and paid for it. So I was just like, and before I got on my flight back home to Atlanta, so, just, so you were so, like, someone really hurt you, dude. So you forced, you forced <laughs> yeah. yourself. You're like, I'm, okay, well, I just paid for four months of this. So like, I, I guess yeah, I'm, really so I'm going to Austin, this. Texas, man. And then while I'm down there, that's when I'm going to start looking for like apartments and stuff while I'm down there. But uh, I'm going to drive, I'm going to drive down there too. have my car down there. So, I mean, I think for the people listening, like I said, whether it's your podcast or our, our podcast, you kind of broke it down for us of directionally how to set goals, where to go. And this applies to not only people that are creating podcasts, this is business in general. So if you're out there trying to invest in real estate, you're trying to build wealth, you're trying to create a business, this information applies to anything that you're looking to do in your life. And I think to have a, a friend uh, you know, like you that comes on and talks about what you're doing in your life, it's inspirational to us. I hope people can get inspiration from this to apply it to what they're doing because there's always a bigger and better room for you to be in. Hence why you're moving to Austin, right? Yeah, dude. To be in a bigger I want to be better tiny. Yeah, yeah, I want to be tiny again, dude, because like last time I went there, my my buddy was like, yeah, I got courtside tickets to the Spurs game. You want to come with me? And I was like, how much are these? It's like 32, 32 grand a year. I'm like, I'm going to hang out with y'all. 32 a year? He's paying nothing, dude. They're yeah. two bill. They're 200K a year if you're up in Philly. So, oh, man. Well, the Spurs. But- yeah, fair. Yeah, enough. but still, I'm just like, bro, like you got 32 grand to throw around disposable. Now, it's not about money. Like none of this. I don't care about money as much. It's just about like just playing game, playing the game at a high level. And I'm like, dude, I need to be around these people. I need to see their houses. Like I, I need to actually be inside their houses because I talk to them all the time. But I need to be in their house. I need to be like walking through their foyer, see their freaking infinity pool in the back and like see where they're living and like what they've created and like like see that stuff because I don't yep. see that here. I'm sitting in the bottom of my house hack. I'm not pushed. So I'm like, I need to be pushed. A hundred percent. Let's, let's wind down the show with this then. Yeah. How do you take all of that information, all of the goal setting, all of the wants, all of the, my life could be this and balance that with happiness and not um, pushing yourself to the brink of exhaustion just to accumulate more. Well, first, by having like a really clearly defined vision of what it, you're doing it for, like, because if I had all of this and I had no idea where I was going, like, I've got like a three year vivid vision. 
Um, so I know where it's going to go and I know what it's going to become and I know what I'm going to create from it. So that's why it's worth it. Um, so there's that. Also, I'd say having goals around your family and other stuff too, right? Like your fitness, your health, your family, like all this can be applied to that too. And then go bonus, they do that. Um, so it's just like, we have like goals around everything. So we can do all that. And I'll just say like, just reframe your mind around making it a game. Like if it's all just a game, you're just playing a game. So it's, it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. And there are parts of it that are a struggle and there's parts of it that are difficult, but that's the point of life. Like we're not here to, we're on a spinning rock floating through an infinite galaxy. Like you've got one shot at this. So yeah, it's like, (laughs) it's like, so you can be the same person. There's a quote that says, don't live the same year 75 times and call it a life. Right. So it's just about stretching yourself to see like who you are, but then also taking time to celebrate and acknowledge and be like, oh, this is fun. Like, so there's a time where you're doing all of this and it's stressing you out and it's stressing you out and burning you out. Then take a take a step back for a second. So like I'm unplugging in Singapore because I've I've been kind of tipping over the deep end a little bit here lately, which is why I'm another reason I'm moving to Austin. And another reason that I'm getting around these people that have systems, they have hundreds of employees and they're going to be like, hey, doing everything yourself. You're doing it the wrong way. Like you will implode. So all of this advice I'm giving you guys is like advice to myself, too, because it's just like my mentors are like, hey, Brian, if you don't stop it, you're going to freaking go off the deep end in six months. So you're going to drive a bunch of revenue. You're going to have like 500 people in your academy. And then you're going to have to deal with fulfillment. You're going to have to deal with operations and systems for those 500 people, credit card processing, all this stuff. And you're going to lose your effing mind. So like, let's do the work now so that that doesn't happen. And so that's what it's a process of is having those people that are ahead of you that are like, Hey, like, I see what you're doing. (laughs) Like, here's where you're messing up. Like you're going to go off the deep end. So in closing vision, um, make it a game, surround yourself with people that have been there, done that so that you can see how to do it, how not to do it. Wonderful, man. I, uh, I say this with the utmost respect for you. I, I, I know you're going to achieve all of the goals that you set out to because of who you are. And I can't wait to, you know, be a part of your, I mean, I'm glad that we're a small part of your journey. I think it's amazing. I think what you're doing is incredible. And I look to follow in your footsteps in certain ways. So thanks for taking the time today. We're, we're blessed to, you know, we've, we've only, we've been chatting a lot, you know, virtually can't wait to meet you in person, but I think, um, come to Austin, man. I'll get two yeah. bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, bad. that's definitely going to have to happen, but I'm glad this is, we're getting, we're, you know, cross pollinating audiences here. I think people are going to get so much value from this and I just want to thank you for your time, man. It's awesome. Thanks for tuning in this week to the weekly juice podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and share with friends. The more ratings we get, the more ears we'll get on our show. And in turn, we'll be able to provide you with more high-quality guests. You can also find us on Instagram at Weekly Juice Pod, where we post daily tips and tricks and document our own journey towards financial freedom. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday to get your weekly juice.